0: So here we are, having watched episode three, and didn't they absolutely nail it? Wow. So hello, this is Discovery Discussion. I'm Kudzai, a lover of sci-fi, especially Star Trek. I get a real kick out of discussing Discovery, but I don't want to spoil that journey all over my Facebook timeline for those who choose to watch later or binge watch at the very end. Amazing self-control if you did that, by the way. (laughs) And also due to the pandemic, We've lacked the face-to-face time at conventions to engage and exchange our views, so I find myself bursting to talk. I have to say, this, this podcast has certainly taken care of that gap I was feeling, lacking that discussion time when a new episode comes out weekly for Discovery. All through the week, I've been enjoying having lively exchanges through my messenger and less, less but equally nice discussions on my Facebook timeline and on various Facebook groups. But first of all, I have to say thank you very much if you have if you made the time to listen to me week one and week two and today as well. And if it's your first time, welcome to you. I'm humbled looking at my Anchor Analytics to see that not only do I have listeners not a very high number of listeners, mind you, but having listeners nonetheless, in the UK, but also in the United States and in Singapore and in Russia, which is absolutely amazing in such a short space of time. But for me, it's not about the analytics and the numbers and getting those numbers up. It's about the quality of the discovery discussion. And I'm certainly having a lovely time livening up my week, with all the messages and chats that I've been having. And I will go through and pick out some highlights of those discussions. So I'll go to my inbox, my messenger inbox first. So this is from somebody who, who has struggled with discovery really, but is really willing to try week on week to be positive and, and really trying to like it. Here we go, I'm reading out. I don't mind the darker, grittier storylines, as that's what I love about Deep Space Nine. After the more family feel of TNG, although the Borg stories brought some darkness to these too. (laughs) I found myself agreeing more with your comments on episode 1 than episode 2. I was pleased to see the the protagonists happen to have a dark skin in episode 1, which made a nice change. I love the glorious land and spacecapes which are $2, to spin a phrase, top dollar rather, to spin a phrase, no expense, spared, no expense spared. And the comments went on in my inbox to discuss how episode one reminded this person of a particular Picard episode when he went to the casino plant and met seven of nine and how episode two felt like a space western in the style of Firefly, and a hint of Negan from The Walking Dead. And, hmm, so far across all three seasons, this individual felt that Saru has been the best-written and best-acted character. Hmm, fascinating. Yeah, I do love, I'm coming out of the quote now to kind of respond, I, I do love Saru a lot. But for me, for me, I mean, I, I really admire... I really admire Doug and think he's amazing, Hmm. but I haven't really thought about who I feel is the best written and best acted actor, but I'm sure I'll have some views as I go through the episode later. Burnham shows too much emotion and falls head over heels for blokes she's just met. (laughs) She, sorry I'm laughing, did she not learn from the Ash Encounter? And cries in almost every scene. For someone raised on planet Vulcan and trained by the Federation, that's a lot of bawling. Yeah, um, about her falling for every character, I, I can't, I don't, I can't blame her with respect to book, whatever, she, well, you know, <laughs> I don't blame her. <laughs> but yeah, the crying thing, I agree with that part as well. And the comments, the conversation went on to discussing how um, this individual would like Michael to be more composed and discerning. (laughs) And yeah, that was another, that was a nice kind of exchange we had on Messenger. And yeah, so that's the sort of thing I really enjoy. And good luck. I know if you're listening and you're struggling with discovery and you're trying to find the positive and you're keeping on going, hats off to you. Really hats off to you. That's, that's great. Moving on to another inbox conversation. About episode one, I believe, somebody commented on how they really liked the cat. And that's a really great idea. Someone really likes grudge. I think the idea of being in the future looking back on a defunct federation is a good idea but the blind Star Wars style bad guys who couldn't hit a button door from two yards bugged me and our guys hit them first time <laughs> excellent excellent and somebody just come somebody else commented well episode three doesn't didn't disappoint me marvellous and the final inbox I'll go into before sharing my views was someone made a response to my concerns about Detma saying I'm very concerned for Detma as well. I think she needs inspecting very closely and if possible needs to be naked. <laughs> uh, fair enough. <laughs> well, I admit she, she is very, very attractive. <laughs> Not exactly my type though, but <laughs> go for it. <laughs> Hmm, and some early comments on episode 3 from the same person. So, Disco episode 3, again an improvement. Things are coming back into order on the ship and they are about to set off on a mission. Stamets back to his best and a trill in a human symbiote. Still a little lens flary but not as bad and the wobbly cam has calmed a little. Feels now that the season opener was to lure non-Trek watchers in with the hope of them staying a la the 2009 movie. Hmm. Fair, fair comments, I suppose. I am one of those individuals who's not a huge fan of the Kelvin take on Star Trek, but I did enjoy Beyond. But I'm really loving Discovery. So thank you for your discussion in the week. I, I It livened me up and, made, and cheered me up and made me feel quite positive having read them and having engaged in some discussion. So... I liked a lot about this episode. There is honestly nothing I can say that I did not like and I've got a lot of points (laughs) to get through here but I'll try not to bang on forever. I've kind of noted down 16 things so I've done something slightly different this time round. I watched the episode again, which was a pleasure to do, and tried to discuss what I liked in the order that they appeared in the episode to make it feel a little bit smoother and less fragmented, as I know I was jumping around last time from mid-episode, beginning episode, end of episode, nearly the end of the episode, and it just felt a little bit not very structured. So, first, number one, I was wrong. I admit I was completely wrong about that reunion it turned out to be genuine funny that (laughs) last week I thought that it seemed too good to be true when Michael showed up on the discovery view screen but I loved the fact that the reunion was genuine and they didn't make it a awful cheese fest yes it was emotional of course you'd expect it to be and I loved the way they did that Second point, um, I loved how Michael gave the, kind of gave and Saru her blessing to be captain of the Discovery. I thought that was very humble and very fitting and that was an absolutely lovely moment indeed. And I I will now go back ever so slightly close to the beginning to mention something I really loved, a quote from Giorgio really, in response to Stamet saying, that's impossible, nothing can affect all dilithium all at once. And Giorgio responded, says a man who jumps a spaceship through mushroom space. <laughs> I loved that. I thought that was a brilliant line coming out of Giorgio. I think, I think she's one of the characters with the most enjoyable lines in addition to Jet. So that was point three i believe and now let's move on to another point um i absolutely loved the chat between tilly and michael and tilly grieving for what was lost due to time passing was a really beautiful moment and my favorite quote from the entire episode and it's going to be an added phrase to my vocabulary forever cake is eternal (laughs) brilliant moment and I loved how Tilly complimented Michael for her hair. And I'm so happy to see that cornrow with braids is still a staple in 3188. That was a really lovely moment for me. <laughs> and when Book beamed aboard Discovery and met Giorgio, I loved that exchange a lot. I thought it was absolutely classic. I got a very kind of protective mother vibe from Giorgio, and I thought it was an excellent moment. And the way that um, Giorgio was teasing Book about Michael being his girlfriend, <laughs> I, I I really enjoyed that exchange and how Book was about to say, we didn't have, insert your relevant word here, according to your imagination. <laughs> and I was thinking, Tilly's tagline at that point, like, what the, what the hell, Michael? Why not? Like, oh, oh. anyway, no, I, I won't descend into debauchery immediately that can be for later because my next point is is more about book's lines and in response to michael saying there could be more trans out there in need for your help and from which book very promptly responded bollocks <laughs> that 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 tickled me that tickled me now i believe this to be the second or third appearance of the word bollocks on star trek or was the please correct me if I'm wrong was the last time bollocks was said miles o'brien in deep space 9 but you know i'm all for it excellent excellent use of language there from book <laughs> hmm <laughs> i also enjoyed the flirting a lot between book and michael a really nice line a really lovely line about um michael trying to convince book to come along to earth i learned by now it's a lost cause trying to say no to you that that that's so so sweet and all the looks between them it's like torture how how did they go a year without anything happening that's insane the sexual tension between the two of them almost almost bothers me but anyway anyway let let's move on to the next point i loved the change in michael's character really and the way it's she's not overplaying it the way tilly noticed it and yeah and the way saru is recognizing the change in her highlighting that she may not be very objective in her judgment anymore but uh, i don't blame her (laughs) black alert let's let's move on to black alert Black alert, please. The way Saru introduces and commands a black alert. Those three words. I hope to hear those three words a lot throughout the season. I, I You know what? I would buy and I would love a t-shirt with black alert, please, written on it. I, I love that line now. And immediately after they arrived in Earth, again, book with a classic quote again. Book saying, oh shit, hey, you didn't tell me about the spinning part. <laughs> brilliant line brilliant line i also loved the hostile reception they received upon arriving in earth's orbit um the united earth defense force are not messing about wow i i have to say i i absolutely loved the slight south african clip from captain doyer's um the way she was speaking that that was that was lovely that was a beautiful touch Let's move on to the therapy session then between Michael and Giorgio. She she just nails it on the head. I, I think if Georgia was not an engineer by gift, she could have gone into being like a ship counsellor, like a sick version of a ship counsellor. She would nail that. I would love a session with her. She would suss me out immediately and probably solve all my problems in a harsh way, but it'll be quick and she doesn't waste time. I also enjoyed Book and Michael going completely rogue, <laughs> and Michael not consulting with Saru in terms of doing her bargaining with the Wen, with the Dilithium. and I also really enjoyed the way Giorgio and Saru were exchanging together on the bridge, and the way Giorgio just had it figured out, and I was thinking, come on Saru, catch up, catch up! This, this is like Michael playing the game directly with the quote-unquote enemy. And I love to see, I would love to, talking about how Book and Michael were on his ship, I would absolutely love to see, like someone commented on my Facebook timeline, I'd love to see all those fun times Book and Michael had throughout the year, especially what led to Michael digging feathers out of her hair for weeks. I mean, I hope I hope there's some form of shorts or some form of other, an other look into that year, because I'm, I'm really curious about it. And I found it a lot of fun, very enlightening, when Giorgio kicked the when, so to speak, and found that this individual was human. And here's where we see some real nostalgic Star Trek come out of that one. When Starfleet did their Starfleeting, shall I say, the absolute example of diplomacy. And Saru's phrase, perhaps it is time to stop making assumptions and start listening. I think that phrase is powerful to today in many, many ways. And this is when I would pick up on someone's comments to my inbox about how Saru is very, very well written as a character. I almost liken Saru in Discovery to like a Jikar in Babylon 5. That impact, that power, that eloquence. Hmm. Yeah, that that's quite interesting. Oh yeah, here we go. <laughs> I I absolutely love, love, love Adira, the trill human engineer. Wow. That 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 was that was a nice one that they threw in there. I'm really looking forward to more of her as time goes on. And the way her and Stamets interact, class act. Class, class, class act. And finally I I couldn't. Ex- I can't express how much I loved the end, um, when when the crew were at Starfleet Academy, and Tilly hugged that enormous, enormous old, um, what shall I call it, majestic that old majestic tree, with everything else that had fallen to shit over the past over the past near millennium and that tree still stands exactly where it was much bigger than they remember it a tree that they used to study under back in the academy 900 almost 950 years prior I think it's exactly 938 years correct me if I'm wrong um something of that sort and that that moment was just so moving and absolutely brilliant and the way that the camera just zoomed zoomed out of of Starfleet Academy and then the classic TOS theme beginning is playing repeatedly in the background at different pitches and it was just like oh wow this beautiful ending Such a fabulous way to end an episode. And I do sincerely hope and have confidence that this strong theme and enjoyable episodes will continue for episode four. Until next time, keep sending me those messages.